Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And my name is Noah. In this episode, we're going to be doing our third and final Game of Thrones extravaganza. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. We have a guest. We have we have Niall joining us. When was the last time you were on the podcast, Niall? I don't even know. Ouch. Um, it's been a while. A year, year and a half? Yeah, it might, it might be the last... Was it the last anime roundtable? Probably. It was either the anime <laughs> one or the last time I complained about Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's been a while, but uh, come on. I, we've been talking all throughout this season of Game of Thrones, and I was just like, we got to get you on. And we finally did it. We finally have done it for our third and final Game of Thrones extravaganza. Uh, Ozzy, this has been a uh, basically a tra- Even when we didn't cover every single episode of Game of Thrones, like, you know, we would miss an episode here and there. We've always had these big Game of Thrones episodes to end the season. And now to end the series. This is the last one. It's weird. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Crazy. Yeah. And it's also crazy that it ended in such a crappy note. So it's just, you know. You know? Weird we'll all over the that. spectrum. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, it's um, end of an era, definitely. End of an era for TV, end of an era for Screenfellows. But yeah, we also have Noah joining us, of course. Um, so Noah, you've been a mainstay on these Game of Thrones episodes, basically. So... Uh, it was fitting that you we call you at the last second to come in and uh, join us for this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's get in to... We're going to start, obviously, spoilers. I mean, I think that should be clear, but we'll say it anyway, spoilers. But we're going to start with um, this episode, the, the finale, the Iron Throne is what they ended up calling it. Um, we're going to start with the, the, this episode in particular, and then we will branch off into the season and the series as a whole and stuff like that. Um, I think <laughs> when talking about this episode, I, I don't know, I know there's a lot of people who despise this episode. I know there's some people who are kind of in the middle on it, and there's some people I know who didn't like the season who actually really liked this episode. I, I know someone who I, dis, who I always describe as a generic Reddit user uh, because he's always messaging me essentially like every Reddit thread. Like, I, I don't know. He, he's very like, it, how you think of the Game of Thrones subreddit is his opinions on Game of Thrones. Um, and he was like, I hate this season, but that was the best episode of the season. I'm like, okay, um, interesting. So th- this more than anything, like, I would say The Long Night is probably the most divisive episode um, of the series, but this episode just has opinions all over the map from, like, worst episode ever, which is something we'll get to with Ozzy, to, you know, best episode of the season. Like, it's, they're all over the map with this episode, um, but it seems to be more negative than positive. <laughs> um, uh, and I think we can basically break this down into two halves. Uh, I think even people who are negative on this can agree that the first half is much better than the second half of this episode. Uh, Yazi, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, but let's start with the first half of the episode. Um, Ozzy, what did you think of how we opened this episode with Tyrion walking through and uh, we had the confrontation between... 
um, John and Grey Worm, uh, which was pretty tense. Um, I, I don't know. What did you think of the first chunk of it? Uh, it up, basically up until the confrontation. Well, up until the conversation between Tyrion and John. Let's let's go up until that point. What did you think of it? How we started? I mean, I thought it was definitely. I thought the opening was really great, and I thought it would set the tone for the remaining part of the episode in terms of what we we're gonna, you know, kind of see and what we were gonna um, come to head to. I honestly thought that we were gonna see John Grey Worm fight. Honestly, <laughs> um, yeah. we probably should have. Um, Later in the episode, we probably should have. But yeah, because yeah, I'm <laughs> even surprised that Grey Worm su survived the season. That's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that they were gonna fight, and I, like I said, I mean, I thought it's kind of set the the mood for what was to come later in the episode. That like they were gonna have like drastic, um, basically like drastic, you know, drastic costs to what she did. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and and I was just wondering like how we like how they were gonna recover from that, and and where they were gonna go, basically. Yeah, yeah, I I like how they kind of let us sit into in that. The you know the results of what she had what she did and whether we agree with how we got to that point or not like the act itself was terrible and to kind of see you know what happens when a, a dragon is essentially let loose on a city um, yeah it was it was rough um, no what about you what do you think of that first chunk of the episode uh, I thought it was pretty good I thought it was definitely good um, tone center uh, yeah. tone <clears throat> tone setter yeah. uh very you know very melancholy obviously <laughs> and um i mean it's just kind of like the aftermath of the whole scene i do think we should have seen i mean the conflict between john and gray worm seemed to be kind of i mean the episode in a whole it didn't really go anywhere which is kind of disappointing but um yeah, I, I was I was kind of feeling it for that episode. Are we talking first half up until John kills Danny? Uh, up until I think we can roll the conversation between John and Tyrion, and uh, then okay. obviously the John and Daenerys thing uh, together. Okay, all right. Well, I, I definitely, I mean, the John and Tyrion conversation I think was fantastic. I think that's, I mean, we've had you know the writing and lack of good speeches, but their interactions are are pretty good, and I think they do. A, an okay job with sort of explaining Daenerys's actions. I, I mean, yes. after the fact, which is kind of, I mean, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know if that's how it should be. Like Tyrion says, um, uh, she's whenever she's killed, it's always been like the right people. Mm -hmm. and I think that's a that's a good way to put it, and that makes it's kind of what I was saying in the last way. episode. Um, yeah. Um, no. But yeah, and and I think that's a good point, uh, Noah. That I, I even I think. Who did I say that to? I might have said that to uh, uh, my brother or somebody. Like when we were talking about the episode, I was like, I think it's telling that they essentially spent the first 20 minutes of the episode uh, telling us why Daenerys did what she did. Uh, you know, like it's it's interesting. They were very confident. In their yeah, like also. it's it's an interesting like dynamic there. It's like, did they not think? That people were going to be, you know, that did they expect that people were going to be like, wait, what? And people were going to be confused? Or <laughs> did they just want to make sure that they were clear on, you know, because we have, we've had situations like that in movies before, you know, where in the second movie they kind of like want to clarify something. I think, um, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but it's just so you know. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think a, a famous one, and it's not really a comparable situation, but a famous one is, uh, 
in, you know, Return of the Jedi when they want to, you know, make sure that the audience is aware, no, Vader wasn't lying. Like, he really is his father. Like, so we've had things like that before, but it's interesting that they made that choice to essentially have Tyrion be like, guys, she's been doing awful things this entire time. It's just because it was against the right people that we ignored it. Um, But Niall, what do you think of that conversation between Tyrion and Jon? Honestly, I thought it was a little bit redemptive of Tyrion's arc this entire season. Just kind of where he was just kind of like, in my opinion, just kind of almost a side character, just kind of trying to move things along. But the the way they built Tyrion was just kind of so antithetical to 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 his character. This and like the entire show of uh, this season that I just think. I, I think that was a little bit redemptive for him where it's he's kind of like a little bit back to where he's seeing the whole picture and he's he's actually just kind of admitting to himself. He's admitting that fault and he's I think I think it's a little bit of old Tyrion where he's back and he's almost scheming and he's like he's trying to get onto like to, to do something he doesn't want to do because Tyrion now knows that this is kind of like the correct thing where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like he's pulling out all the stops in that conversation. He's essentially manipulating John. Uh, he's basically appealing to him on all fronts, and I think um, it, it's very fitting that it end that that conversation ends with the discussion about love and duty because I think that is a central theme to this entire show. Um, you know, a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that Ned died because he was too honorable, right? And that's really not the case. Ned didn't die because he was too honorable or he, you know, doing the right thing. Ned Ned died because he loved his daughters. He lied and said he admitted that he was um, that he was a traitor, essentially, even though he wasn't, because he was trying to protect his daughters. And I think it's fitting that at the end of the day, John has to make a similar decision where it's like. Do I, you know, do this thing that, do I do this thing that I shouldn't do because I have pledged myself to this person or do I do something that to protect my sisters because Tyrion does make the point, a very legitimate point that, do you think Sansa and Arya are going to survive this if it comes to a head? Um, so I, I think that's, it's fitting that it ends like that and it's fitting that Tyrion makes a very similar plea that, uh, Varys makes when Ned's in the dungeon um, back in season one uh, to, come on, think about your daughters. If you don't care about your own life, that's fine, but think about your daughters. Um, But yeah, I I really like, that conversation is so great. It really is. Um, Ozzy, do you have any thoughts on that conversation before we move on to um, probably the biggest moment of the episode? I just felt it was like very heavily forced that she was, you know, a bad person. And to me, this kind of goes against um, everything that 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 they kind of built that relationship towards um, the the Tyrion and and, and Danny relationship because they were super close, um, especially looking back to seasons you know six and you know six and seven. So to me, to end up to end, to to be where we were now was just super rushed, and I felt that it was I agree with Nile like that it was really redundant. Um, with his arc towards the ending of the towards the ending of the season, I mean, it, it, the the whole thing just came about her being a bad person, mm-hmm. and you know, I I never actually bought the whole John is in love with Daenerys thing. It just it was like one episode to another, 
and then all of a sudden he's just head over heels in love and completely loyal to Daenerys. <laughs> even it's like it's a common complaint. Oh, I think I a lot of people does. complained about their chemistry. But I feel like this season was extremely forced to buy it. Like especially after, especially after it hit season. Like uh, after this uh, episode, season four. I'm sorry, season eight, season season eight, episode four. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, I think that's where it really got forced because you really had John basically being like wrapped around her pinky, essentially. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like whether you buy the, uh, I whether you buy their chemistry and whether it, like you felt that they're in love, like. I, you know, I guess if we just accept the premise that they're in love, then I guess it makes sense. But because it's like the love on top of the really loyalty. Bought that he fell yeah. in love with her that quickly. Like it was just. Well, and that's also a symptom of what we're talking about with this like season. It's like episode. the whole season. Yeah. The whole season, if it was longer, I solves mean, compared to like Egret yeah. uh, or um, or or um, wait, do, are we good? Yeah, you're good. Go. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, compared to Egret or like um, um, uh, Rob's Rob's girl, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember her. I mean, that was that took place over the course of episodes, yeah. as opposed to one episode, and they're in love. So you know, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I don't agree with you there. The first episode that they met each other, they were like fighting. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay. All right. I mean, you know, like they didn't. Like it, it, it didn't. It took them seven episodes to basically kind of come to the conclusion that they were in love. Wait, are we talking? Who are we talking about? John and Daenerys. Oh, because they yeah. didn't get together until season seven, the episode end, seven. Yeah, the end of seven. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're talking kind of big picture stuff at this point, but yeah, it's um, I, I I've never, I've never had a problem with their kind of connection i know a lot of people do and i think that's completely fair i think you know if you want to criticize their chemistry or how they wrote it to be a little quick then that's fine i think again that gets solved with episode count if we have more episodes um then it solves the problem but um you know i I think if we accept the premise again that they're in love then i think john's actions kind of make sense um you know especially given (laughs) <laughs> given the weird situation where, you know, he loves her, but she, he also recognizes that she's doing, like, essentially evil things. And I think it's it's weird. What did you think of the speech? I want to kind of go back a second. Because the speech, I think, was great. It was visually impressive. Uh, Amelia Clark gives another amazing performance in that moment. Um and Wait, can we take a moment and talk about that one shot of her walking up to the staircase with the dragon oh, taking it's, off behind it's her? It's incredible, dude. It really was. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. Um, yeah. Jeez. Like, it's it, funny. I saw a bunch. Go, go for it, no. Oh, yeah, no. I, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter like Arguing, just yeah. gushing over that shot. Yeah. And one person was like, this shot is incredible. It deserves to be studied in film schools all across the yeah. country. And I was like, all right. All right. <laughs> It's a cool shot. Yeah. Uh, let's let's, let's go too far. Kind of a little bit. 
But yeah, no, uh, I, I saw that kind of thing too, where people are like arguing, like, oh, you know, it's just CGI. It's not like people are like, it's like, guys, let people enjoy things. Jeez. Like, <laughs> it's like Twitter has to argue about everything. It's the worst. Um, yeah. But yeah, that shot is great. And then, uh, like I said, the that that speech is incredible. And I, a lot of the characters we care about, being Tyrion and John, couldn't understand uh, what she was saying, but they kind of got the idea. And I, I like how they alluded to that and a lot of people are making the comparison that it was a Hitler-esque speech and I think that's a interesting comparison um yeah that's <laughs> definitely a uh, <laughs> definitely something that comes to mind and I think that's very intentional in that moment um but yeah it's it, it was a really good uh speech there so let's go to the the moment of the episode probably it's it, it's the John killing Daenerys um what do we think here? I, I really like that moment. I, I know a lot of people seem to have wanted more. I'm like, to me, this is exactly how I saw it playing out. Like, I mean, he's not going to kill her in public. Like, that would have been dumb. So it had to be kind of a moment between the two of them. And she's not like a fighter, so it's not like they're going to have some epic duel. Like, I, what? I don't know. To me, this moment basically was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it worked for me. Um, what did you guys think of Daenerys' final moment? Noah, let's start with you. All right. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, it's a bit, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm going to be delicate with this. It's a bit cliche. I think I can't mm. think of a different way to do it, but the whole embracing, um, your, your lover and then kissing them. And then the camera can't see the knife as you, you hear the sound effect like that. Yeah. And then they, uh, they pull back to see who, who stabbed who, I mean, I was kind of like that, but you know, they they really pull off the whole. I mean, the music's great in that moment. The performances are great. Um, I yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's she dies. <laughs> I I can't I can't really think of yeah. uh, Fair enough. It's just something that needed to happen. Uh, yes, so. it, it, and it felt very inevitable. It was like the least surprising moment of the episode, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of who was gonna do it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, Ozzy, what about you? I pretty much agree with everything that Noah just said. Like, mm-hmm. I, I knew it was going to happen by John's hand. But, you know, um, it was kind of cliche when we all saw them, like, kissing. And then, because like, I knew I, I knew it was going to happen from, like, a mile away. That it was going to be one of those shots where you just saw them kissing. And then, you know, we yeah. don't see the knife. And he stabs her. In the gut, and it's supposed to be like this dramatic thing, and and that's like we're supposed to be surprised because we just hear the sound effect of the stab. So I, I thought it was very predictable. Um, so I feel like I feel like predictable is not always a bad thing, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I, I feel like I would have done it. I would have executed it differently. I don't know how I would have done it, but I feel like I, would, I definitely would have done it possibly differently. Then, I, I just the, well, my problem is I just maybe it's my lack of imagination, but or maybe it's all of our lack of imagination. I just don't see how it could have been any other way, really. Like again, it's not going to be a bigger moment. I I don't know. It it, it worked. Maybe for me. I, I feel like I feel like maybe the moment but, could have been more dramatic. Maybe like where where they were having more of an argument because where she was like like I like honestly at this point in time like if she would have been 
she would have been more, and I hate to say it because it sounds, you know, contradictory to what I even, you know, wanted Carlos, mm-hmm. but I feel like you would have had to make her more mad, in my opinion, um, so that we can have both John and, and Daenerys arguing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it it did so, feel, so I will. Be more passionate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I will give you this. I, I think it was a little weird that. You know, in the last episode, she basically is like, look, fine, you're not going to, you don't want to be with me, that's fine, I'll just choose this other way. And then this episode, after she essentially takes all her anger out on the city, she's just like, um, she's like, you can still be with me. Like, it was just weird. Like, I, I do agree with you on that front. It's like, why are we, we still having this tender conversation? I feel like this should be, you know, done here. She should be more stern or firm um, with her, you know, relationship with john and she, at this point. And she should have been more cold because she was very yeah. cold last episode so like to me it was compl- i was completely thrown off because of the fact that this is basically like chill danny like the danny that we all know and love so i was just like i was like what what's what's happening here like <laughs> why are we gonna kill her well, think- at this point in time and not have her be like super cold and obviously like depressed and everything towards john like why couldn't we have them like having a full-on argument can I butt in here? Yeah, go for it. Um, I think maybe to an extent it was just kind of a calculated move from Danny because, like, probably like to one extent, That's I don't true. think she stopped loving John ever. And then, but 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 on the other side, it's she she knows who John is, and and in her mind, she needs to get her she needs to get him on her side. Yeah, and like just and and after and after what John just saw her do, I think she she is to an extent aware. Mm-hmm. of it and she's trying to she's trying to bring him over to his side the nice way because john still has the north and he is still technically the heir to the throne yeah. so she can't just she can't just be cold and kill him off like yeah. she did with like she did with, with Varys, or she was planning on doing with Tyrion, because mm-hmm. john is is still like a pretty powerful ally and sansa is definitely not going to be on her side <laughs> should john yeah. john <laughs> Um, so I think I think to an extent it was it was kind of a calculated move to bring her bring John back to her side, but I think she also loves him. Yeah, I, I was convinced by Emilia Clarke's performance. Yeah, I, I agree. She did a brilliant. I, I completely agree, uh, Niall, on that front. I I think the there there's a lot going into that, and even you could even say that you know this she has just like touched the throne. This is what she's been wanting her entire life, and she's like. She's super happy in this moment because she's achieved it. So she's not in a very like pissy mood, if you want to put it that way. Um, it's just there, I think there's a lot playing into it. It just it did feel a little weird. I will admit um, that she's not cold in that moment, um, as Ozzy put it. Um, but yeah, I. What do we think of this? The conversation between them, where you know, um, she's talking about how um, you know. When she was a girl, she imagined the throne, and you know, she's seeing it for the first time, and she she's basically begging John, um, not not begging again. It's not as bad as the last time she quote unquote begged him, but she's basically like, we can do this, and she again, explaining it to the audience, you know, the thought process of, you know, c- kind of where why she came to that decision last week, where she talks about how she's right and how does she know she's right because she's right and how does she know everybody else is, that thinks they're right is wrong because nobody else can be right but her that's her mindset and if you even go back to um 
I think that that holds very true, whether you agree with her ultimate decision, you know, if they built up to it well or not. I think that has always held true is that she believes that she knows what's best and everyone else can kind of go, you know, go away. <laughs> like her going back to, uh, I think it's in season five, uh, which in my opinion is still the worst season. Um, going back to her conversation with uh, his. This season? What? Worse than this season? I really don't like season five. I like one episode in season five, and that's hard home. Um, oh, w- wait. What? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of season five. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. We, we will go back. We'll, we'll circle back to that when we talk about uh, the, the whole series. But going back to her conversation with Hisdar in the, in, in the fighting pits, uh, she talks about you know how she, she knows what's best, and everyone else, essentially, she essentially says the same thing. So I think that's always held true of her character, and I like that they kind of bring that element of her personality back in that moment. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I do like that moment. It's the stuff after it. I, I do like the Drogon stuff as well, and we can talk about that. A lot of people are making fun of, like, how intelligent is Drogon that he burns, like, the symbol of what killed her instead of Jon. Um, I think that was more a comment on how Jon is a Targaryen than anything else. Um, I loved yeah. I love the Twitter takes on yeah. that where they put, yeah. they they, oh God. they add That's like great. Drogon's inner monologue yeah. like I, a sentient dragon, am so mad at this that I will now destroy the institution that led to your death as opposed to the literal cause of it. Yeah, so serving oh as a God. fitting it, end. It's great. Yeah, English professor Drogon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was. It, it was really. It was the the memes were great. The memes were great coming out of that. Um, but uh, you know, I I think a lot of people were actually bothered by that. I don't know. It didn't really necessarily bother me. Like, I, it was more to me. It was more a comment on the fact that John is a Targaryen. So like, he wasn't going to you know do that to John. He kind of recognizes that, and then at the same time. We do have, you know, as as funny as it is, we we do have Tyrion. I think it is who says in the early seasons that you know people have said that they're really intelligent beings. So there's an element of that, but I think most of it has to do with the fact that Jon's a Targaryen. But did that bother you guys, or are you just enjoying the memes? I was, I was, I was okay with it. I'm like, it was yeah, a great visual. Was, <laughs> it was a pretty good visual, yeah. and I mean, I figured the throne would get destroyed anyways. So yeah. it's just like I. Uh, whatever do what you want <laughs> yeah um anyway let's yeah. let's move on let's move on to the fantastic four uh j- time jump um oh actually i, ha- I have oh, a small go for thing. it go for it um we talked a little bit about jamie's antic so i will in my opinion you know uh, somewhat unfitting death in the last uh in the episode before this uh-huh. um but i something i just thought of i mean the aftermath uh, for John having killed Daenerys, that's almost like a perfect opportunity for if Jamie had been alive to have for John to have a conversation with him because I mean John has now is easy point you know and Jamie was always called you know Kingslayer and yeah. I think it would have been um, I, I I think that's a huge writing misstep to not have Grey Worm call John the Queen Slayer or something like don't even call him by his name um, but also. Uh, as a sort of a narrative purpose to have um, Jamie get some sort of like recognition from other people that, you know, Hey, he made it, that this was the decision that he made that everyone always hated him for. And now we're kind of like, now we've seen it happen and we're all the more um, 
ready to forgive him for that. But I guess, you know, I don't know. It seems like dots that felt like they easily would have been connected, but they just didn't. They chose to go different ways with them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm you know my stance on the Jamie situation, so yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to yeah. get back into it. But yeah, that's fair. I, I think that would have been an interesting conversation to say the least. So, um, all right, well, let's move to this time jump. Uh, to me, the time jump is you know where the episode goes from. I really like the first half of this episode. To uh, what is happening? <laughs> um, it, the the second <laughs> half of this episode feels dr- essentially dreamlike. It's like what is ha- like this doesn't feel real. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's so strange. And I think there's I there's moments where I'm like, okay, I get what they're going for here, but it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, like it's just so weird. And the time jump to me is like a great. It's probably the example now of why we should have had more episodes if you have like just fill this in we should have had the moment right after uh you know when john has to like explain his way out of this or you know you know what it doesn't make i understand like they're what they're trying to say is like oh uh you know if gray worm knows that if he kills john snow then he has a problem a lot of the kingdoms will come and attack them and they'll be outnumbered and all this stuff but it's like to me, that doesn't track because Grey Worm would have literally just gone after John as soon as he realized what happened, and we should mm-hmm. have seen that moment after. You, it's it's so strange, uh, John getting arrested, all of that. You know, Sansa and Bran learning about this. There's so much that just when you even just pick up right where we do after the time jump, you're just like, hold on, we have a lot of questions about how we even get to this point. Uh, to me, a big question that nobody has seemed to brought up ha, ha, seemed to have brought up is John or Sansa, Arya, and Bran all make this trip up to uh, King's Landing. What happened to this whole thing from season one about there must always be a Stark in Winterfell? Like, did they just like they don't care about that? Like, I <laughs> like really I feel like point. I didn't even think about that. nobody's talking about that. But I feel like it should have been a conversation. Like, all three of them go to King's Landing when they mm-hmm. specifically know essentially at this point that like whenever a Stark goes to King's Landing, it doesn't end well, and they decide decide to all go there. And I understand from a narrative perspective, like, you want all of them to be there so we can have this big goodbye moment, and obviously Bran needs to be there, but it doesn't make any sense at all. It really doesn't. So I have so many questions about just when we open up with this great council, essentially, you know, I feel like there's a lot of meat that was just left on the bone there. It's just, it's so strange, and it gets me off on the wrong foot just for this whole back half of the episode. Um, but what did you guys think of the fact that we have a time jump, a very distinct time jump in this episode? Uh, Niall, let's start with you. I don't care about this episode at this point. <laughs> That's when you, it's, is this when you lost it, or were, were you not, like, invested before either? I, I honestly, after, I, 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 I started just not getting invested in it. I, I, the, 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 the time jump got me, the, the stupid council, the, the stupid council being, I said, you said it twice. <laughs> uh, the the almost democracy brand being, I'm just I'm just so apathetic to the second half of this episode. Yeah. I have no positive thoughts. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, Ozzy, what about you? I think I think this is where everybody you either like liked the first half and then you got turned off by this, or you weren't on board with the first half and you really hate this. And I feel like you're on the second half of that, Ozzy. <laughs> 
down on the second half of that. I really hated the second half of it. Like, this, this was the worst writing in Game of Thrones, like, history here. Like, how are you going to elect a king? Okay, first of all, how was the, how was the prisoner, okay, on trial, okay, <laughs> the guy was supposed to get executed, holding, basically, essentially, an election yeah. for who's going to be king in, in this country. Yeah, and then why did it, he basically why, why? inaugurates Bran? Essentially, essentially the prisoner inaugurates a king. <laughs> and Grey Worm's fine with it. And Grey Grey Worm's line of like, then pick you like or pick your king. Like it's, it's like what? You know this? You're okay with this? Like them choosing their ruler to decide what happens to your prisoner? Like it doesn't make any. I don't know. It's so weird. And it doesn't make how any did, sense that like this, how are we supposed to believe? How are we supposed to believe that Grey Worm didn't immediately kill John? That was what I was saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah, Grey Worm was out here executing Lannister troops exactly. for like existing, <laughs> and then he comes in to find the person who killed the queen, and he's just like, "All right, well, we'll lock him up for a couple months." Have well, a how do they know that he killed people. the queen? Why didn't John just say, "Hey, the queen well, that up? that also that that tracks <laughs> for me because you know this is the guy who was like. Uh, when they when the wildlings asked what happened to Mance Raider, he was like, "I killed him," and it's like, well, no, not really. I mean, you saved him from like being burned alive. <laughs> so come on, John. Yeah, like uh, to me, that tracks. John would have been John definitely like, been like, "Yeah, I killed her." <laughs> it's like, probably, yeah, that was, he probably said that something wasn't... worse, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I murdered her. <laughs> Cold and blood. <laughs> I know that's oh, probably boy. exactly what he said. Lock me up. Uh, yeah, so exactly. I know there are a lot of people bringing that up, but it's like that tracks for John for me. Like, I, I that makes sense. <laughs> that's like the only thing that makes sense. Um, but I think that scene would have been a lot better if John hopped on Drogon and they left together. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- a lot of people are pointing out that like, what if Drogon did decide to light him on fire and then he, you know, survived and because he was Targaryen and uh, yeah, I, I know that. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but. So we have this great council, essentially, and they're all, like, deciding, like, on their king, and, uh, well, they, they decide on Bran. Let, all right, let's talk. This is the elephant of the, in the room, the elephant in the episode. It's like, this is the big talking point, essentially, of this episode. Uh, Bran. I, I'm so, like, all over the place with this choice. Um, I am very upset with this choice. I think very upset with this choice. I think you have to break it down with how you look at it. You have to break it down from a couple angles and see what it makes sense, how it makes sense. So, from an in-universe perspective, I think it like half makes sense. It makes sense because technically, like he's like yes, he's all kind of all know. Well, he's not all knowing, but he's like he can. He's very wise essentially, and he knows like history of the world. He's go, he's very un supposedly, uh, there's a line that makes you think otherwise, but supposedly he doesn't want anything. So he's very, like, he's not selfish. He's not looking out for his own needs and stuff like that. I guess it, like, kind of makes sense on that level. Um, But then the other half of that in-universe thing is, like, Bran has, he's not a personable, like, person. Like, he's very, like, robotic. Nobody has seen him for essentially, like, years since the since season one no, or season yeah season one season two, uh, nobody like has seen him interact with him like he, 
a ruler, I think there has to be some charisma there, like a level of like, you know, a personality. <laughs> and there's just nothing there. So I don't buy that these nor or these great lords would have made this choice. So on that level, it doesn't like in universe, it doesn't quite work for me. I want to talk about from our perspective as well. But what do you guys think of the decision in universe? If you're looking at it from the character's perspective, do you buy this? Um. I mean, you know, kind of. I, I mean, I think it's hilarious how, like, you were just saying Bran is kind of just a robot. And most of the reason that Danny kind of blew up King's Landing is because she knew nobody would ever love her. Yeah. And they just elected kind of the most unlovable person <laughs> who's just uncharismatic, robotic, like, human being yeah. ever. Like, I think Stannis would have a better chance of of inspiring people than Bran might with his kind of That's monotone, like a lot. monotone, like uh, uh, Google Translate sounding voice. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah, every time Bran spoke, I was just like, all right, Bran. <laughs> do you, Ozzy, do you think it makes sense in-universe for the characters? No, it does yeah. not make sense at all in-universe for the characters because he kept saying this entire time, like, I don't want to be Lord of Winterfell. Like it doesn't make sense for me to be with Lord of Winterfell. I'm the three-eyed raven. Hey, do you want to be uh, want to be king of the seven of the six kingdoms? I'm the three-eyed raven, but I mean, all right, sure. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, that's a conversation that we're definitely. I mean, let, we might as well have it now. Like, there's an I element mean, of deviousness here. Did he manipulate events for this to happen? Yes. Um, yes I think that's a very important. He absolutely did. Part? Yeah. <laughs> He absolutely did. Um, yeah, like, uh, and that's why, okay, you know, we can, I want to take a step back here for a second. Uh, a lot of people are talking. I There was a very popular thread on Twitter, I'll say this, about, like, things that, you know, uh, what things in Game of Thrones that, what was the point, right? Uh, there was this popular thread that kind of went around where they're, like, showing all these things and going, what was the point of this? What was the point of that? And most of them I disagree with, but... There's some that I think are interesting, and one of the ones that's interesting, and I think a lot of people are talking about this, is what was the point of John being a Targaryen? Uh, exactly. Now it had exactly. nothing. It included something. Exactly. Him there was no point, honestly. And this is the thing that pisses me off about this season. John's arc is legitimately purposely like. There's no point in John like returning back from the dead. There is absolutely. <laughs> I disagree no with that, point. but we can. <laughs> no, I could literally substitute, like Brank. Like honestly, I have a character that could have substituted John's part in in the in in the fight for the for the Long Night and for also killing Danny. Like there is no point whatsoever in bringing John back from the dead. It was literally literally a waste of time, and then for him just to be a Targaryen for what purpose was it? At all, there's no purpose at all. It had no, it had overall no overall effect on the story. It was just stupid. No, I okay. hated that. Like, okay, there's hold no on. point. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Uh, if we're gonna park our cars here for a second, then all right, we well, are gonna park our cars let, here let's, for a second. Let's let's <laughs> get into this discussion here because I knew this was coming. This is like the argument of the episode of this Screenfellows podcast. I'll say that. Um, I knew this was going to happen. All right. Uh, John being a Targaryen, I think there's a legitimate discussion to be had there about whether there was a point to it or not. Whether we like the point or not, I think that there was one. I think that John, there, there is an argument to be made that John doesn't 
kill Daenerys if he doesn't know he's a Targaryen. There also is an argument to be made that Daenerys doesn't go like and do what she did if Bran doesn't set this whole thing into motion, telling John who tells uh, who tells San or who tells Daenerys, who then they tell uh, or he tells Sansa, and then Sansa tells Tyrion. Like it sets in this whole chain of events where Daenerys feels completely betrayed. Varys doesn't die if this if he's never told. So I think. I, I don't necessarily like it's not a very exciting reason, but there is like it did change things. It might not have been like the biggest like No, I, I completely disagree. I mean that it did. Those, like, no, because because literally you literally could have had Daenerys become mad at it literally because you know I, the same events honestly in my opinion still would have played out, right? Because at the end of the day, Tyrion still would have tried to have his family survive. Right, and he would have still made terrible decisions that would have made Danny mistrust him. Right, we would have seen Varys try to overthrow her eventually for being crazy. Like these are things that have that would have happened regardless, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Maybe. I see Cersei still killing, uh, you know, Rhaegal and getting and, and, and like you know causing her to be super super emotional, super upset. Like these things still would have happened. They just would have happened differently. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's kind of... I, like, looking I, I, at... I... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 <laughs> go go ahead. for it. No. Go ahead, my bad. <laughs> uh, looking at the last episode, we often say in a vacuum when we're talking about the season, which yeah. is kind of, you know, that, that's a whole can of worms to be talking about yeah. a television show in a vacuum. Uh, but in this last episode, John being a Targaryen, doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's I think what people were looking for is his like his his bloodline having some relevance to the finale and the final resolution mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It really well, like, only exists. Jonathan and the Targaryens are just something. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that is the thing like the Targaryens are going to they're done. There's no more. I mean there's one more. And I mean, John, you know, John might uh, might break his vows again. Uh, he definitely it, will. Like, Let's be honest. <laughs> he's, he's not part of the Night's Wait, Watch. Why he was like, Night's Watch. Yeah. That's another thing. I love that. They were like, all right, we're going to send you the Night's Watch. And I abs- I just lost it. I was laughing so Oh, it, it's great. Yeah. And then, and then he goes, there's still a Night's Watch? And I was like, yeah, what, what are they doing up there? Are they just just hanging out? There's no, yeah. there's no wild links to defend against. There's yeah. no white workers. What do they even? <sighs> are, there, are there spiders up there? I guess, the... like I don't know. It's it's so it's, it's strange. Um, they got to build that wall back up. All right, but <laughs> what about you know John coming back to life? Ozzy, I think that I completely disagree with. <laughs> there is, he definitely changes there's course no of events. <laughs> there's no point. No, there's no point for him coming back to life because honestly, the White Walkers win there... if he doesn't. No, yes. no, you literally, 100%. No, you literally, you literally could have had Brand be like do whatever Brand does, and he could have united literally the 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 guys, the, the men of the Night's Watch, and the Wildlings. It's not like he hasn't yeah. unified people before. <laughs> like I feel like he could have honestly done it. Brand, where's he gonna go? Yes. Okay, if all right, if if well, John no, doesn't, John was the one. Okay. if John doesn't come back to life, then the Boltons maintain control of Winterfell. Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. Nope. No. Yes. 100% no. Ozzy, you you're being about? obtuse. You literally, you literally, you literally could have had 
you literally still could have had Sanja, Sanja be with Littlefinger because she was she ended up be, she ended up you know manipulating him in season seven, ultimately yeah. to his death, right? So she literally could have manipulated him to to utilize the Knights of the Vale. Because they're the ones who they're literally the ones who took out took out the Boltons. Because well, they surprised them in the also, open field after you know John fought, that, but she okay. Also, and on top of that, she still could have utilized Baelish to unif to unif to help her unify the North. Eh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's also could've. like John also did a lot of stuff with the Wildlings. Like he went up to Hardhome and um, yeah, it was Hardhome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and he, have... he like killed a White Walker himself, which was neat. And then that was like, before he died. It was. Yes, that yeah. was season five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he dies yeah, in right, season right. five. Um, you're absolutely right, mistake. But he still, you know, brought the wild. Yeah, in. I, I think. Yeah, I, it is a major. Done that though, uh, Ozzy, because it, of the fact that he's 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 across the wall. He's he's out of the you know he's he's beyond the wall. You know what I mean? I think that. You know, him being the three-eyed raven definitely could have worked in his favor. You know what I mean? Well, obviously. Especially he's, but... unar he's unarmed and he's literally convincing, you know, if, if I feel that Bran literally could have united everybody still. Because of the fact that, one, he's a three-eyed raven, and two, no. obviously your pitch, your pitch is, your pitch is, listen, we're either going to fight and, and die amongst each other or we're going to fight to survive another day you know, going after, you know, fighting the dead. So I feel that like you honestly could have had Bran take over John's place. Because to me, uh, there's still no point in no, John being back alive. I completely disagree. Ozzy, there is a major, you're making a huge stretch here, dude. Like, think about this. Ramsey Bolton was the controlling power in the North at that point. If Bran shows up and says, hey, there's an army of the dead coming, and I'm Brandon Stark, you know, a Stark who is a threat to you, <laughs> No, what are you, are you insane? Point, no, like... because no, because 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 what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you literally could have had the Starks doing their own thing, just like Arya was doing her own thing during the entirety of the show. Like you could have had Bran unifying the 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 men of the Night's Watch and the Wildlings, while Sansa was out there getting everybody rallied up and then going to war against Ramsay Bolton. Like honestly, Sansa and would have had one that's over, army. Yeah, so did John. No, no, John, John had, had multiple armies. <laughs> oh, well, but it still wasn't enough to defeat Ramsey. Yeah, and it but took Sansa's went... army on top of John's or, multiple armies to beat the Boltons. Okay, or, 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 <laughs> oh you can have, or you can have her meet up with, 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 um, with Bran once he gets to Wildlings. Honestly, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, to me, like, either way it goes, like, you really could have had the same ending because you're, you're, that is Your whole a huge thing is stretch. that the Starks. No, nah, I don't think it's a huge stretch because you it literally is. have them doing their own, their own things. <laughs> literally by the end of the season, like you have them doing their own big things. We like this putting Bran on the Iron Throne is not a, like is is a, is not isn't like a like that that isn't a stretch to you. Like that's crazy. Of course it is. I'm not. Throne. I'm not saying. I, so, like, I can disagree I with you, that, but also well, not think one like, thing. If we subtract Jon Snow from the entire show, it doesn't change. That's what we're arguing. You. Really yes. With. Like this isn't an Indiana yeah, Jones feel, situation. Okay. No, like, but I feel. No, but I feel. Like, I just. I just Indiana feel that Jones. you literally could have substituted everything that everything that Jon did. You could have substituted with another character. Like like Daenerys could have died by Daria. Like, Dario, like no, Dario wouldn't have cared. Dario <laughs> encouraged it. 
Nah, I'm, I'm not, so I'm, I'm no. so confused with Ozzy's. Thank you. Okay, right I'm not insane. Okay, please. <laughs> Listen, no, I just I feel mean, like yeah, I just right. I just feel if like you... I just feel like John's arc was honestly pointless because there's no it is not there's pointless. no point in bringing him back alive. You literally could have had other characters. Oh my gosh. Even if you wanted. No, to right, 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 Ozzy, 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 hold on now. Let me. What you're saying is, you can take a character out of a story as long as you make sure. Other characters in that story do the things that that other that that character did. It is only important, like what you're saying is, for a character's decisions to have meaning, they're the only ones who could have ever in a million years made those decisions. Like, do you understand how weird it is to say, well, why did John have to do that? When he's the one who did it, why why don't we just have another character? So then why have him? Okay, so then why have him? So then why have him die in the first place? Like if he's that significant of a character, then why have him die in the first place and then be brought to life? Like what? What's the point? What's the point? In, what's the point in that? Because like what's it or not, he did play a huge him? role in stopping the White Walkers. Okay, so, Actually, what was another, the point? okay so then what was the point in killing him in the first place? If you're uh, if you're gonna have him be this significant of a character, then what was the point of killing him off in the first place? Why uh, it. I mean, if we're thinking about, like, reviving him, it, it sort of inspires Melisandre, who had been doubting her faith for yes. a bit. Um, that's a minor thing, and that helps her uh, show up at the Battle of Winterfell to help people and do a bunch of magic. So, I mean, if that's I mean, that's just the first thing that comes to mind. And he, she also ends up encouraging Arya to do what she does, so there's, you know, it's a chain of events. Like... Yeah, you can yeah. change, like, you can say, what was the point of it? Well, it did, whether you like it or not, it impacted a bunch of other things that happened. And you can say, well, maybe those things would have happened e- anyway. Maybe, maybe, but it definitely happened with John. <laughs> maybe we need, like, a book. To me, there was no point, to me, there was no point of John dying. Like, like because they amped up this character for so long, ordered only to be basically back where he started. To me, that made no sense whatsoever for his arc. That's what I'm saying. You could have had him do like you like literally he did not have to be, in my opinion, brought back to life. And if you were going to see, I think we've come to the root of the problem here. And I feel that (laughs) I feel that if you were going to have him be this important, then what, what was the point of killing him off? See, honestly, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been. I know, honestly, like, I yeah, you can keep repeating the same thing, but it doesn't make it make any more sense. <laughs> like, I, okay. whatever. No, I, I just <laughs> I like. Well, this is the thing, and this is like, if if there was any com- if there was any argument, I would have predicted that we would be having at the end of the season, it would be this one, because mm-hmm. like you know, we when we talked about, uh, I, were you on for our preview episode, Noah? I think you were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was on for the first two episodes. Okay, so you weren't on for before the season. Okay, so (laughs) when we talked before the season, you know, I, I, I don't remember. I think I said that it would be one of John or Daenerys, or maybe one of their, or maybe their child, or something like that. Maybe that was on the throne. Hmm. Ozzy, you were the person who was like. They're both going to rule together. And I'm like, no, there's no way that happens. So if there was any, if there was anything that I knew we were going to be arguing about is this, because I knew it was going to have this perfect ending that you wanted to have. No, I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> care. No, I didn't care. If, if, like, obviously, yeah, I wanted Daenerys and Jon to rule. Like, of course. You predicted but, like, that. It wasn't you wanted it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, I knew it wasn't going to happen. You, no, we can roll back the tape. Mind. I will insert it I right mean, here. I'm marking no, it. Well, All right, no, right? Yep. That's Man. where. I'm... Do you honestly believe they're both going to survive? 
I don't see a reason why they both wouldn't survive. No, come on. I don't man. see. No, I'm being serious. I don't see a reason as to why they both wouldn't survive. Yeah, like, that's where Ozzy's <laughs> prediction, not, and I clarified, I was sure to clarify, I was like, this isn't what you want, this is what you think will happen. So, play, uh, can I mean, we uh, if, play if the if clip right now? I don't see a reason why they both wouldn't survive. Oh, yep, did, got it, there we go. I, uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> if I did, then I apologize, but no. Please I mean, I, I always like kind of knew to my, to, in, in the back of my mind that she was going to die. But you know what I mean? But, like, I didn't – I at least expected him to be king because they they had this huge reveal. And it was literally for nothing. Uh, to me, it was All super right, – cool. like, it was super fitting for Jon's end. I, I, you know, we can argue whether he should have been king or, or not. I – and we're just never going to agree on this point. But I, me, I think me, that his me, arc ends perfectly. I really do. Him going off into the north. And in my and in my uh, headcanon, you know, he leads the wildlings and essentially is a king beyond the wall. But, you know, they're, they won't confirm that most likely. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that's definitely a possibility. But oh, – uh, Yeah, go for it, No. Um, this is a very minor thing that I also just thought of. Uh, we've we discussed. I mean, the wall has been knocked down. Yeah. And um, it's all it's more of a symbolism thing. But in John's final scenes, uh, he walks through the gate of uh, of Castle Black through the wall, and they cl the gate closes behind him. Yeah. And it's almost it's mirroring. I think the first time yes. he went beyond the wall, where it had this sort of very ominous shutting behind. Uh, well, it's like mirroring the the opening of the show. Um, when those rangers yeah, go beyond that, the wall, yeah. Yes, that that uh, yes, that that I guess that's what I meant. Um, I think it would have been. I mean, it's nice to have your mirroring things, but you know, the wall is like broken, it's like <laughs> destroyed. I think it would have been a lot nicer and more symbolic if they walked through the destroyed wall as opposed to the still secured wall, along with the wildlings, yeah. to sort of symbolize the threat is is no longer there. And now they're focusing almost on rebuilding as opposed to that, you know, ominous callback to the first episode. Yeah. But uh, that's just my. Uh, I mean, it's a logistical thing. I mean, they were, you know, the wall was broken by Eastwatch, not Castle Black. And, you know, so, but. Uh, uh, the logistics never stopped them from that, making that's cool fair. stuff happen. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do like where John's story ends. And I know that there's a lot of disagreement there. You're not alone, Ozzy, uh, in terms yes, of people. Absolutely. In terms of people. Um, disliking that John's uh, heritage didn't mean anything and all this different stuff. And, you know, that is on that thread. And that's something that I completely disagree with of like, what was the point? And I'm just like, I, there is a point, you know, but I just, I it's, just, it's I just, debatable I, at least. I just don't, I mean, and to you guys, I may not make any sense, but I mean, even having this discussion with other people that I know, I mean, they agree with me because there's no, I mean, you, you invest this much time in a character just, just to have him just basically go back to where he began essentially and to I me mean, it just doesn't make any sense that is to kind me, of the hero's journey yeah there is some poetry to uh, that because you know, <laughs> to me to me because to me would have been if to a sense poetic and you know as, as john doesn't the the thing about john is john doesn't want to be ruling right john mm -hmm. didn't want to be king of the north he didn't want to be lord commander of the night's watch at least i don't think but he didn't want those things you know what i mean and to me, this is, you know, I think him killing Daenerys, essentially, um, would have been him being, is him basically choosing duty over love. And then him would have been king would have definitely solidified that. Because at the end of the day, 
that's not something that he wanted. Because uh, I feel like that's something that he would have had well, to do to rebuild yeah. the six kid, the six or seven kingdoms. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, the duty over love thing was... is fascinating because uh, I think, it, yes, in a way he does, but it also, in a way, he, what change, what makes John make that ultimate decision, or I don't know if it directly makes it, but it's the final button on that conversation with Tyrion is when he appeals to his love for his sisters. So at the same time, yes, he is choosing duty over love, duty to the realm, as Varys would say, over his love for Daenerys, but he's also in the very same action choosing love over duty. He's choosing love for his family over his duty to Daenerys. So it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Um... Yeah, that, that being said, um, we, we veered way, way off track, but I think that was a good conversation, an important conversation to have in terms of this season and the series. Um, but we didn't even finish the episode. Um, we still have, uh, to me, uh, if, the, if, you know, I talked about what bothered me most about this episode before. The sec- if there's anything that's like a close second, it is the Sansa declaring independence essentially or requesting independence thing <laughs> i <sighs> okay that killed me because yeah. like after she, it doesn't she make was any the sense. last person to vote and yeah. i loved like the idea it was like all the other um lords were like wait that wasn't that wasn't an option we yeah. could have said that like, it, it's like like especially dorn and especially the iron islands yeah like because Yara already had it. That's the thing. Like, she had it from Daenerys. <laughs> like, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, look, I, you know, everybody on that listens to this podcast knows that I am a Sansa truther, right? I love Sansa. And, uh, you know, um, you know, suck it, Tarion. She's queen in the north, all right? So I, I love where her story ends. Like, I love that she ends up as queen in the north to me. That's perfect. It's exactly how I wanted Sansa's storyline to end. And it makes the most sense for Sansa. Mm-hmm. But how we got there makes no sense, which I think is a common theme for this season. Um, it's like, what? It doesn't make any sense that as soon as she re- makes that request, why wouldn't every other lord make that request? Like, well, <laughs> They're on, sitting right on. there. <laughs> it's like, what? It doesn't make any so, sense. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, if she's going to be queen of the north, can I be king of Castle of the Rock? Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> well, Tyrion would technically have been ruler of Ca- but yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, what? It's so weird. And then not to mention the fact that, you know, if you just look at the makeup of this great council... Everything is so tilted in the North's favor, and maybe that's an element of it. Um, like, there's uh, three We've members got... of the Starks mm-hmm. there. <laughs> like, uh, there's uh, there's the the Vale, which is semi loyal to the Starks. Um, Definitely very loyal to the Starks. Yes. Um, so there's the like, Tullys. yeah, the Tullys, who you know is you know they're they're such a weak house at this point because of you know. I think a lot of people are like, who's that guy? Um, that's the guy who got married at the Red Wedding. People forget about that. Um, that's Edmure. Um, I was hoping he'd be in the season, but not like this. Um, Wait, uh, that's that's Edmure? I thought that was That's Ed- Edmure Tully. That's that's their uncle. Yeah. Hold on. Edmure Tully, he's the one who got married at the Red Wedding. Um yeah, so yeah. I didn't I didn't catch what you said. Oh, that's Edmure Tully. He's the one who got married at the Red Wedding, yes. Okay. Um and the the Tullys are such a weak house at this point that um, you know Sansa can essentially just tell Edmure to sit down, which was kind of funny. Not gonna lie. Um, 
So the North is so overrepresented, and there's a bunch of unnamed lords, and we can assume some of them. We can assume the new Prince of Dorm. Uh, we can assume um, maybe, a, a, I don't know, a, one of the high lords of the Stormlands, because Gendry doesn't have a lot of power at this point. I don't know. Um, but there's Wait, a lot of... Was Gendry? Gendry's there, yeah. He was there? Okay, good. Yeah. So, like... Um, there's, and there's a bunch of other unnamed guys who kind of look like they're in Stark or Northern armor. So it's like, how many Northerners are at this meeting? And then Bran gets became, proclaimed king, and then Sansa gets free, essentially her freedom. So it's like, what? <laughs> this, this whole meeting is very <laughs> slanted, um, to say the least. I, I don't know. It was so, it was just a, a weird dynamic to me and it doesn't make any sense that Sans is the only one who walks out of there having successfully succeed or uh seceded um yeah <laughs> it really does I mean not. honestly having all of the kingdoms go back to their own respective um uh independence would have been I mean that would have been a pretty fitting ending just kind yeah. of revert to how everything was before Aegon the Conqueror <laughs> which and just let uh King's Landing rule as an independent city-state yeah but at the same time, it's like they they wanted they wanted to keep carrying on this idea of breaking the wheel. That's been a very popular thing since Daenerys said it, um, just from the showrunners themselves. They want they wanted they kept clinging to this idea, right, of breaking the wheel, and they wanted it to like seem by the end of this that we've kind of broken it. It's different, but um, you know, it's not all the way there yet. You know, they have that moment where they laugh off democracy and stuff like that. Um, which again was kind of funny, but a little awkward. Um, I, but to me, this, this doesn't really like, I don't know. It didn't feel like we've broken anything. It feels like this just sets up for more politicking, more of this one family's on top than the next <laughs> family's on top, because now we're, it's just more popularity contest with the, nor with the Lords of the kingdoms. Like, it doesn't solve anything. We haven't solved yeah. anything. <laughs> I don't know. It felt very strange to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the one, I do think that this end, the episode ends on a very solid note. I, you know, the second time I watched this episode, I'm not going to lie, I was tearing up a little bit with the kind of <laughs> the send off for all these, all our Stark characters. I, I like where Arya's storyline goes. I know a lot of people seem to have complaints about that for some reason. I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Um, I, I, I've already said I like where Sansa and Jon's storyline goes, and I, I like their goodbye. Um, <laughs> even, I guess, the Bran one, but Bran's not even a human, which is, <laughs> is part of the problem. Like, why? You know, from an audience perspective, it doesn't, we don't care about Bran being the king because he's not, you've made, you spent two seasons purposely trying to make him not feel like an actual character. So why would we care? So I, I don't know. It's just strange. But any other lingering thoughts on this episode where we talk about series as a whole stuff? It, it, for the, uh, the final moments with, uh, the three Stark children, I thought, um, it was kind of like, I mean, it mirrored a lot of the, uh, the promotional material we had of them, like walking through the crypts together. Yeah. And, uh, and it kind of made me think like they were trying to say, look, it's their story. This has kind of been their story this whole time. They've always been this this mm -hmm. group that's been going through together. And I didn't get that impression. These past two seasons, I mean, John's lack of agency within this season, not really making. I mean, we talked about John's like overall character not having any point. I mean, I disagree with that, but I don't think he really 
I think you would agree with me, uh, Carlos, if I said that Johns just didn't do much this season apart apart from like participating in the Battle of Winterfell and yeah. and then killing Danny. And I mean, Arya is just like every every character did one thing. Sansa didn't even do one thing in this season, um, like one big thing. Like Arya killed the Night King, and um, John killed uh, Daenerys. But like between that, it's like these these groups. I never really got the impression, and I mean, it all goes back to lack of you know length and mm-hmm. proper time and everything to have seasons. But I never really got the uh, the impression that these that it was about them that it was this this was a journey that the three of them sort of independent independently started and then sort of coalesced towards the end as as one uh, group of people yeah so i i, I, I think that's fair i i don't know it's to me i i read it more as like um it's just they're you know putting a button on these characters who are clearly the fan favorites um you know, where it was more, a little bit more of a fan service like here, this is where, you know, where they're all going, and I, I don't know, it just, it, it didn't bother me as much, but I, I get what you're saying, definitely. Yeah. Um, Ozzy, do you have anything else uh, on this episode in particular before we move on to the series as a whole? Because I think you might have some takes on that. Um, no, I mean, to me, this is the worst episode of <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's let's talk about that then, because there are, again, uh, we I might not agree with you necessarily, but a lot of people would agree with you that this is the worst episode of the show, and you know it comes at the in the finale. So mm-hmm. this puts it in a lot of people's minds on the level of things like uh, you mentioned it before, Ozzy Dexter, or like sure. things like How I Met Your Mother, or Lost, or you know. People will argue about things like The Sopranos, you know, all these different shows, right, that have questionable at best endings or in some cases universally reviled endings. Um, mm-hmm. does, I think the discussion has now turned to does this ruin the experience for you? Do you think that it has ruined the show? Yes, I think it has ruined the show for me. <laughs> um, this was something that I would hardcore promote to my friends that I would even promote here. Um, like I was in, a, I was a huge fan of the show. I've been watching the show for years and I've been defending the show and saying that this is the greatest show of all time. And for us to get, you know, like the last season of, you know, for, you know, horror, the thing is the worst season and it's in, in its entire run, mm-hmm. and this has the worst writing ever, <laughs> and and it's in, in the show's run. I mean, I, I was very like I it, I kind of felt bad for even promoting the show essentially because of the fact of how it ended, and to me this just kind of ruins the experience now. You know what I mean? Like I used to love watching Game of Thrones clips on YouTube and things like that, and now it's just like this season really ruined everything for me in terms of, you know, why I love the show. Um, so to me, it just kind of really damaged my overall look of the series. Yeah. This, it's a very personal question, honestly. It's like, I, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this is, I guess, my point here. I, I think 
you know, it's, for some people it will, for some people it won't. And it's just, it's a matter, matter of how you personally are able to take in a TV show. And really, obviously, what your opinion on is last season. But even if you didn't like the last season, I think there's a lot of people who just enjoyed the ride. But again, it's completely understandable if you can't. I, I guess even, like, I I will say that this season was, you know, I think rushed is uh, the key word here. So it's not, like, it's not great. I think the finale was very, like, eh. Like, I, I'm fine with the first half of the episode. I really like the first half. Uh, the second half, not so much, and then I think we end on a good note, but I don't think it ruins the show for me personally, uh, I'm, I, but I'm one of those people who, I don't know about you, Ozzy, did you watch Dexter live, or did you come to that later? Because I know you are I a Dexter, Dexter guy. I watched, I watched it live. Okay, interesting. See, mm-hmm. I came to Dexter later, and knowing full well that people were very upset about the finale, same thing with How, How, How I Met Your Mother, stuff like that. And I've never been one of those people. I think that's something I've discovered about myself through watching those shows. I'm not one of those people who lets the end kind of ruin it for me. Um, I love Dexter and would recommend Dexter to anybody. Um, you know, that, that show is a ride. <laughs> I love that show. Um, but I completely understand that there's some people who will just be pissed off of the finale, and that's completely fine. I I understand. Because it's like, it's like to me, it's like, you know, a movie, essentially, right? Like... You can have a really great movie, but then the third act can be really terrible, mm-hmm. and it can ruin the entirety of the movie. So it's not like I can give a movie a full hundred percent recommendation now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not. It's it is like a movie, but it's not like a movie. That's that's where I guess it's different for me because like you're investing so much more time. You have so much more time to enjoy. Like to me, I guess I look at it this way. Again, there's no right. There's no right or wrong answer here. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying how I look at it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got how many, how many hours are we saying here? Like if we say it's an average an hour per episode of six seasons plus 13. So we're looking at what, like 73 ish hours of TV. And if we're saying six, seven, maybe like maybe 10 episodes are bad or 10 hours of that is bad or not optimal. Like I'm fine with that. Like I got... It's different. It, to me, it's different. But again, it's personal preference, and it's all how you take it in. I'm not, again, not arguing with you on this front. Yeah, to me, to me, honestly, it would be different Like if it was more towards like in the middle. You see what I'm saying? Because of the fact that the character still has time to redeem themselves. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like There's still time to write a, you know, to write a character into redemption. You know what I mean? And, and like his arc and where he's supposed to be and da-da-da-da-da. I think it's completely different when you do that, when you fail, when you when you write something really amazing for the beginning, for the beginning, middle, and then in the end, it's just utter, you know, mm-hmm. it's just utter trash. If I'm gonna be blunt, um, to me, it's just completely different because I'm if I'm investing all of this time into your show, it's clearly because I'm invested in your characters. I love your characters. You know what I'm saying? These are yeah. characters that I want to follow and I want to see have a great conclusion. And if you're giving me a great middle, but then the end's not great, it just really, you know, it's, it kind of makes me mad because of all the time I wasted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, why have me care about these characters if, you know, the if you're not even going to be as passionate about you know executing where these characters were supposed to go and you know and how they were supposed to go you know what i'm saying so to me it's just 
a waste of you know i feel like i feel like i feel cheated to a degree yeah you know what i mean well can i ask you something do you are do you have how do you view now that you're years separated from dexter from something like dexter how do you view that mm -hmm. show in your mind like is that something that you have fond memories of or are you just I have completely fun, turned off by it at this point? You I have think fond of it and you go, memories Ugh. of it. <laughs> I have fond memories of it, but it, again, I mean, it just it it hurts because of the because of the ending. Hmm. It literally hurts because of the fact that I mean, it's, it's because of the fact that listen, I mean, this and this is why I say I, I'm honestly mad at the producers when it comes to Game of Thrones because they had something amazing, you know what I'm saying? And it's it, that they, they created they literally created that they created, and you know, this was a cultural phenomenon. If we're gonna be honest, 100%. and you, you open you you open this door into your into this mythos that you've essentially helped create, um, and you this is this is one of the, this was this is some of the most interesting mythos to date. You know what I'm saying? We're talking like on par with Lord of the Rings mythos. Like that's how much that's how crazy it is. Because even Lord of the Rings mythos, Carlos, you you know it's very interesting. Um, and so is Star Wars, it, the Star Wars mythos is very interesting. And so you're adding this this new mythos and bringing this it, this intriguing, you know, f you know, fantasy, you know, mythos, and it's so cool. And you're investing your time into it, not only watching, not only watching your show, but you're also investing time and also looking into other properties that you know that you've brought to light just for the show. To come to this conclusion, it, it just you know it really breaks your heart, because um, you you invest so much time into the show, you invest so much time loving these characters, just as much as the creators do, and and then it just feels like you know towards the ending of the season, these creators just kind of gave gave up on these characters. What do you think, uh, Noah? Um, I mean, I don't believe that the uh, the creators. I mean, we can. It, I mean, if we're looking at the roots and the uh, the causes of this sort of thing, it it just it comes down to the rushed thing. I yeah. don't think I think the framework of what they had works, um, but you know, the, the more time could have been devoted. I don't think like I can go and I can watch, um, I can go back and I've I've been wanting to rewatch the season and like just to get a taste of what I really loved about the show to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, like if I go back and watch seasons one through. Um, let's see, one through seven and a half, maybe, I don't know, one through seven and a half, uh, I can, I can have like a really good, enjoyable experience with a lot of like good stuff. And there are like lows, um, but it doesn't, I, I know I said it like ruins it for me. I, I guess I more meant it ruins it for me, uh, from this point onwards, mm -hmm. uh, but I can definitely like, I can still like season one is a, an incredible incredible season yeah um and just like one of the best debut seasons of a television show that i can think of and um and i think that looking at the positive side there's a lot of things that this show um tell it can, can demonstrate to other networks so like hey people do have an appetite for fantasy television shows with um realistic stakes and sort of stuff and it's also a good reminder to people that you know fans want they they what they want what they want they want um you know they want a, a attention to detail and satisfying character resolution so i definitely think that like 
in the end, this season will have positive effects. I mean, I don't think, I mean, you know, it made so much money for HBO. And uh, so, yeah, and it opens the doors for a lot more similar things to be made in the future. Carlos, if I may, this, and I'm going to say loosely, because, you know, obviously this show is so ongoing, but this reminds me of, of The Walking Dead and how, like, it, it concluded for me. Because the, the one concluded, ended. it's not concluded. no, 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 no. What I said concluded for me. Oh, because, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> because, because I was, I used to be the the biggest Walking Dead fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, same. And you know, once these, you know, once they just started, you know, making these terrible decisions with characters, and you know, um, even with the writing going worse, I, you know, I dropped the show. And, you know, I was watching a Walking Dead clip, I think it was like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, I really missed this show. I didn't miss how good it used to be. And I feel like that's going to be the situation with Game of Thrones, where it's just like, man, like the show was super, super great. It's, you know, to me, most, like if it was, because I honestly didn't even have, me. I don't think me and you are, were, were really as heavily negative on season seven as a lot of other people tend no, to be. No, we, we weren't at all, uh, <laughs> to be honest. We were both I think, I think, baffled I think, that I think, people hated it. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're in, like, in the heavy minority. <laughs> but, I mean, I think from seasons you know one to seven, I would have said the show is probably like the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, to me, I you know, it, it's going to be hard for me just because of the the season but i mean i i mean i don't know i i yeah. it's it to me it's like a fresh wound so like, i also think that's part of it too <laughs> it, it's a fresh Very wound fresh, so yeah. like i need to like kind of, i need i need time to sit with it yeah and digest it still um my my kind of final thoughts here first of all i think um I, I I guess I a lot of my uh you know argumentativeness and it's just frustration to be honest. It's frustration that this is kind of gonna be part of the legacy of the show. Um and frustration that we're allowing and this this comes from or and this is why it's always frustrating when you have groups of people who are super annoying, who hate on something and then it, it devalues legitimate criticism of a thing. So basically what I'm, what I'm getting at here is now we're, because of all these complaints and like all the memes about how, you know, the show ended terribly, we have all these groups of people who feel like they are justified and like they, they were right the whole time. And it's like, it's really frustrating to me uh, being, you know, a fan of this show that we're, you know, giving value to these people. Um, you know, and in terms of um, what I'm talking about, in terms of, you know, book readers, uh, essentially, uh, who are just like, you know, the show, you know, once they ran out of material in season four, the show got terrible. And it's like, I, <laughs> see, I don't care, like, if you're a huge fan of, you know, the books or, and you're, or you're just a show watcher, season six is incredible. Like, I, to me, like, I'm just like, I, the, oh, yeah. pe- the fact that people lump in everything past season four as garbage is drives me insane. But we're giving these people value because we sit here and go, oh, yeah, D&D are terrible. People have been complaining about D&D or Dave and Dan or however you want to put them, uh, Benioff and Weiss, for years. Since season one, people have been com- – or since season two because season one is basically exactly the book. Um, but people have been complaining about them since season two when they started going off and omitting things and, you know, adding Stone things. Heart. Yeah, exactly. Like, people have been complaining about them. And for most of it, people have been like, you guys are insane. This show is still great just because it's not the book. 
But now we're giving them legitimacy by saying like, oh yeah, Benioff and Weiss are terrible. And it's, it's frustrating, but I understand because, you know, yeah, they, you know, there, there are legitimate complaints to be had. It's just frustrating for me because it's like, guys, now, now they think they were right. And, and then all these people, like we talked about this, um, I, I, we've definitely talked about this, Ozzy, where the people at the beginning of the season who are like, raise your hand if you've never, or if you're in the 1% of people who've never watched Game of Thrones. Now these yeah. people think that they were, they were right. Oh, it's like, well, I shouldn't have watched Game of Thrones. Haha, you guys are the stupid ones, not me. And it's like, shut up. Like, you, that still doesn't make you, like, cool for not watching Game of Thrones. Like, it's like, that's, that's, that's it's, what I'm saying. It's so frustrating. That's what I'm saying, right? We're not, like, popular thing. Exactly. Like, what? <laughs> we're giving these people value. We're, we're legitimizing their, you know, stupidity. That's, that's why it's frustrating saying, right? for me. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's another reason why it's frustrating. Right, yeah. because I had a friend. She told me she goes because she binge. She ended, she ended up binging, and she then she goes, "Man, I wish I never watched it." No. I'm just like, oh, "God, so like, how am I supposed to argue that?" You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, "Man, like, I can't." I mean, yes, I can try to argue that seven seasons out of the eight are good, but like, that that sucks that the last season was its worst season, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that's uh, it's it's hard to fight these arguments now because it's just. It's it's kind of giving these people validation to some degree, yeah. and I don't agree with it. But I mean, like I hate that stupid I, horse meme that's going around where it's like you you've seen that Noah right? Or, or it's like yes, a, a painting it. of a horse, it. and it's like uh, the first two seasons are like beautiful and like this photorealistic thing, oh, and then I by season five and six. No, no, and then by season five and six, it's like kind of drawn. I'm like, stop, no. Season five, like, sure, we can, like, whatever. But season six and seven, like, are fine. And season, well, season six is great. Like, that, you can put the photo realistic thing there, too. Yeah, and then, I, like, oh, it's so stupid. I, I, it is kind of funny. I like the one where it's like, you know, photorealistic uh, for the first, like, two seasons. And then it's just a really good drawing for the lighter seasons. Yeah. And then it devolves into just a poor drawing. I don't and think I don't know why the sliver so of really really good seven. horse, yeah. like the last two episodes of season six, and I, then I it goes back. To that stuff. Yeah. I don't understand why people have such a problem with season seven. I, I really don't get it. I mean, I think I think the the, the battle that that Daenerys and Jamie had was like the, one of the best parts, and then the, yeah. obviously going back to. The North and getting that White Walker, I thought that was pretty cool too. I mean, I, well, mean, I thought that okay. was a stupid plan, That's, but yeah, no, that, that <laughs> was, was a, really, it was a really stupid, stupid plan. But I mean, it was pretty cool watching it. I mean, <laughs> well, you can say that about this season, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, no, but I, agree, no, but I agree with that notion. I don't like the writing, but I mean, I'm not gonna say that it was visually not stunning. I think, and I think that's, I think that was the argument that I even that, that we had earlier. Yeah. Um, for for last episode, I was like, yeah, it looked great, but did it make sense? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess that's where a lot of my frustration comes from is just giving these people like thinking, making them think their like their complaints or their stupidity is legitimate. It's like, guys, no. <laughs> like it was never like cool because like, oh, you you were, you know, they didn't do it exactly like the book or because like, oh, they didn't, you know, it's like, shut up. Like, oh yeah, you didn't watch the show. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, like I, I just I don't know. It's like we're giving these people power. And at the same time, um I like I said, I don't think it ruins the uh the you know, impact of the show. This is still one of the, like, it's 
there, we've never had a show like this. This, and we might never have one again. Maybe we have one again to somewhere down the line. But like, where this show grew in viewership every single season, every season. That is incredible. Um, and it's just it's stunning. And the amount of money that the show is making for HBO, the amount of production that they put into the, the amount of money they put into the show is uh, unheard of. It's just mm-hmm. it's. This, this show uh, is going to change how, you know, these big companies, these big networks think of TV. We're already getting, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings show for Amazon Prime. You know, like, it's just, yeah, this show is doing a lot. It has done a lot for TV, and it will continue to do so as we move forward uh, when you talk about, like, spinoffs and stuff like that that are still in the works. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's incredible, and, man... Uh, the biggest biggest winner from season eight, though, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, big biggest winner from season eight because now I think that seems yeah. to be the general consensus greatest show of all time, which is, is. yeah, yes. I, yes. that's yes. Uh, that's incredible. <laughs> like Game of Thrones, like I think if Game of Thrones ended perfectly, then we have a conversation to be had. But it seems like a lot of people. Um, are on the Breaking Bad train, which, um, Ozzy, you should get on that. <laughs> um, and I'll try? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean you'll try? If you don't watch Breaking Bad at this point, like, how long is it going to take you? How many more people do you need to convince you? Um, but anyway. I don't know. I might start watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, you should Carlos, watch that. You should, honestly, you, should honestly get back to, you should honestly get back in Superstore. Because nah. they had this... I mean, it's growing in viewership. <laughs> I mean, no, so I, I know it popular. seems to be popular. I just um, like I just didn't care enough and, about and the this first last season. season this, la- this last episode of Superstar, random tangent, had like a really <laughs> crazy twist, and that that season finale was actually like it was executed well, <laughs> and it made sense. And I was just, I mean, to me, it was like a really it was a really nice twist that they did um, with this character arc. And and I, I don't know I just thought it was really cool and I think I, th- I think you should personally check it out because it's, it's you know you used to watch it but you know I think you would actually really like it again so I don't know but I don't know I don't know I'm not like it's it's very hard for give me to give a, a chance, show Carlos well, give it a chance it's bro. very hard for me to give a show a second <laughs> shot um but you know maybe I will uh, Barry's still the best show on TV by the way um anyway. Uh, do you guys have any other lingering thoughts about Game of Thrones uh, before we kind of close this thing out? Um, yeah, it's you over. Know, it's over. Yeah, and and the thing is, I guess this is my closing thought. Yeah. Um, last Sunday, I mean, it's, you know, it's been well. I guess it, since the finale of the season, it was a handful of days before I even I even thought about Game of Thrones again. Like, it was so, like, if the finale was fantastic, for me at least, I would have been, you know, I would have been thinking about it. I'd been, like, talking about it with my friends and stuff like that. If it was, like, absolutely incredible, or, sorry, if it was absolutely terrible, uh, I still would be doing that. But for me, I didn't really feel the need to talk about it anymore. It's kind of just, it's gone. Same page for me, man. um, Yeah, I, and I'm, you know... It's just out of my mind, and I think I'll just start watching other things. So, um, Westworld. <laughs> all right, well, maybe I'll, I'll probably watch Barry. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, all right, Ozzy, what about you? Any final thoughts on Game of Thrones, the show? Disappointed, that's all I'm going to say. Disappointed. <laughs> I can't wait for the books to end the same, by the way. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I'm going to laugh so hard. There's two things that are going to make me just, like, uh, very, like, <laughs> deviously enjoy uh, people's misery. <laughs> and that is when the books end basically the same, and people are like, and people have no way to be like, well, Benny Offenweiss ruined it. It's like, well, did they though? Or did they just have George's ending and maybe stumbled on the way there? Um, and then the second thing is when it turns out, I really hope this happens. I don't know that it is. I, this isn't necessarily what the reporting is suggesting, but I really hope it happens. When Benny Offenweiss are the ones writing the Star Wars trilogy and Ryan Johnson direct it. All hell will break loose, the internet will lose its mind, and I will just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, what a time to be alive. All right, that's, that's what I got. Um, Ozzy, you want to close this out? Um, sure. Uh, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. Make sure you follow us all over social media. I'll at screen, follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, website, all of it. Uh, Chucky does some reviews for Netflix and Hulu stuff on um, the website, so check all of that out. And um, yeah, uh, Westworld season three trailer was awesome. Again, I will say it. So uh, catch up on Westworld. Yep. And Noah, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Noah underscore Rask and at Brief underscore Intermission, respectively. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys have any TV recommendations, maybe any movies, you guys can definitely email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Guys, this is Screenfellas.